Hello and welcome to the Weekly Watch podcast series. I'm Jim McCormick, Global Head of Desk Strategy at NatWest Markets. This series helps you cut through the noise in global financial markets with a quick take on the upcoming trends to watch. For markets, last week was full of drama, most of it out of Washington, but by the end of the weekend, we appeared to have an outcome for the U.S. election. Barring any big surprises, Joe Biden will almost certainly be the next U.S. president, and the Republicans will likely retain control of the Senate, although on the latter, we won't know the full outcome for sure until a runoff election in Georgia in January. Net-net, the Democratic sweep we had expected now looks pretty unlikely. For markets, two themes have evolved on the back of this election outcome. One we agree with, the other a little less so. Uh, Let's start with where we agree. The Biden presidency has been good for markets outside the U.S. and related to this, it's been bad for the U.S. dollar. If you look at market reaction since the result, global equities have rallied pretty sharply and that trend has continued into this week. The dollar is also sharply and broadly lower with the decline most notable against Asian currencies and broader emerging market currencies. I've spoken before about the bullish case for Asian currencies, so I don't need to repeat that story again. What I would say is a Biden presidency should not change the story very much, but he will likely be a more multilateralist president and his engagement with China is likely to be at least a little bit more constructive. The biggest new trend post the U.S. election is the rally in broader emerging market currencies. We've been talking about the bullish case for the past three to four weeks, but really uh, the trend is only getting traction in the market uh, since the election outcome. I'd say the emerging market story is not universal, but the outlook is constructive on three fronts. Firstly, the growth picture by and large should be better next year. Secondly, in most cases, the balance of payments positions in emerging markets are improving. And finally, markets have been very bearish on the asset class, which should certainly help. In terms of what we do like, uh, as I said before, we like Asian currencies with China, Taiwan, and South Korea, uh, our main uh, focus. We also like countries with strong growth prospects for next year, including Brazil, South Africa, Chile, and Poland. The most notable story for emerging markets in the past few days has been Turkey, where the central bank governor was fired over the weekend and the finance minister resigned. While on paper this looks like bad news for Turkey and probably bad news for emerging markets more generally, it does probably imply a big set of rate increases are coming. The Turkish lira has been a big drag on sentiment for emerging markets over the past couple of weeks, and perhaps uh, what we're seeing over the weekend tells us that we are finally reaching a turning point. Another theme that's evolved out of the election is the belief that the failure of the democratic blue wave will shift focus away from fiscal policy and back toward monetary policy. We don't quite agree with this view. It is certainly true that the U.S. election outcome means we need to scale back expectations of U.S. fiscal policy at the start of next year. It's also true that central banks have been more active recently. Just last week, the Reserve Bank of Australia and the Bank of England eased again. But in our view, fiscal policy is not going away, and monetary policy will remain an important supporting role. The best evidence of this was in the UK last week. The Bank of England increased its bond purchase program, and the figure was at the higher end of expectations, Although it's interesting, this announcement came on the same day the Chancellor extended the job furlough program through March. The job furlough program is very expensive. It will require a lot more guilt issuance. And the Bank of England 
will have to be there to buy some, if not most of it. What I would say is the U.S. election probably does shift the relative attractiveness of core curve steepeners away from the U.S. and toward Europe. Our own German 10-year Bund model implies that yields are now about 50 to 80 basis points below where they should be. And our assumption is this has been driven by two things, uh, the COVID second wave concerns in Europe and uncertainty around the European Central Bank meeting in December. Last week, we had important news on both fronts. So firstly, on the COVID side of things, our models suggest that we are probably already uh, at peak case growth in both the UK and France. We've also seen uh, pretty encouraging numbers out of Belgium, the Netherlands, and Ireland. Related to this, we're also likely to get some very important news on the three main vaccines over the next two to three weeks. In terms of the European Central Bank, a speech by governing council member Isabel Isabel Schnabel implied policy changes may want to focus more on the bank lending channel rather than on rate cuts or more bond buying. The main takeaway for me is the European Central Bank looks reluctant to flatten the curve further. Now, looking toward this week, on paper, it looks to be a much more quiet one, quieter one than last week. Uh, two things I'd highlight. Firstly, on Thursday, we get the UK Q3 GDP numbers. And based on our own forecast, the UK is set to be 19 out of 19 in terms of Q3 GDP levels compared with the end of 2019. Not a particularly good story, obviously. We'll also be winding down the Q3 earnings season this week, and it's worth noting that the numbers we've seen so far have been very impressive. So the S&P 500 year-on-year earnings are down 7.5% year-on-year. This is a 14-point improvement from where expectations were at the start of the season. On a forward-looking basis, Q4 earnings estimates have been rising. Normally, in the reporting quarter, they tend to fall. Now, we know that valuations continue to be a problem for certain equity markets, the U.S. equity market for sure, But right now, post-U.S. election, as we come to the end of a very solid earnings season, the path of least resistance does seem up. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Weekly Watch, and please do subscribe to our channel to get future episodes. We also encourage you to explore more of our content on our website and social media channels. Speak to you again soon.